Welcome to What's New on the Scene. Today I'm chatting with Rod Coote. Would you like to update everyone with what you've been doing since your last interview, which was almost 18 months ago? Yeah, geez, I can't believe it's been 18 months. Like time flies um, when you're having fun, I guess. But um, yeah, quite a lot has happened in that 18 months. Um, I've changed cities. So yeah, now I live in Melbourne. Um, where I moved at the start of 2023, um, just after a few life changes and I really wanted to dive into a place that had a bit more of a um, music scene. So, um, yeah, I really look at, I'm really enjoying my time here. And I'm just trying to think, what else? Um, I've been still releasing some music, um, which we can talk about later on in the podcast. But, um, yeah, just trying to keep busy, but also trying to have a nice uh, work-life balance. So, working hard, but also making sure I'm looking after myself and, um, yeah, spending time with family, friends, um, getting outdoors, soaking up some sun, all that jazz, yeah. Would you say that your genre has changed as you've written more music and I guess particularly your most recent releases, which were Rivers, Oceanside, and then the most most recent one was All To Myself? Um, yeah, I feel like I've still been sort of pushing the boundaries, I guess, with some of my more recent songs, but I'm trying to sort of now find my little niche and sort of stick within, um, I guess, the indie folk um, and pop uh, realms of genres. So, yeah, I feel like those um, songs that I've released within those genres I've felt the most proud of and just felt the most me. So, um, yeah, I feel like the, my latest few songs, like Rivers and Oceanside, have definitely sort of honed into those genres a little more and um, hopefully the songwriting has improved too. Would you say there's been a few defining moments for you in the past year? You have mentioned a relocation from a different city to somewhere new that you may not be as familiar with and I guess do you see that as a growth you know, opportunity for yourself and I guess your music? Yeah, yeah. I felt like um, just sometimes when I sort of stay in the same situation or circumstances for um, too long, I sort of just become quite comfortable. So, yeah, I kind of felt like I needed to move somewhere else and um, I guess, yeah, sort of push myself and get myself out of my comfort zone um, recently. And that's, yeah, it was sort of forced me to move to Melbourne. Um, and, yeah, I feel like I've been so inspired since moving here, like in new places, new people to meet. Um, and yeah, it's also been a source of inspiration. So yeah, the move definitely has been a big one and, um, it's been influencing a lot of the, the new songs I've been writing, but, um, I've started to record as well for my, my, um, next collection of work. Um, but yeah, also just connecting with so many other musicians I've been really enjoying and just, um, making the most of community and just enjoying, you know, the fun parts of being a musician and, and creating music. What music have you been listening to recently? Are there any new standout artists that you've sort of been working with in Melbourne and you've gone, you know, there are people that should be getting a bit of a shout out? Yeah, there's this one uh, singer-songwriter called Alexander William. Um, He actually moved down to Melbourne from Brisbane around the same time as me and I was a um, huge fan of his work. So I've been listening to his music a lot. Um, It's quite similar to my music, I guess, kind of like that indie folk realm he's kind of like a ben howard cross um maybe gregory allen Isaacoff or something but um yeah he's got some really beautiful music and um speaking of gregory allen Isaacoff, i've been listening to his music a lot lately um just uh 
yeah, going back into his older songs and discovering some songs that I never really stumbled across previously. So that's sort of been really inspiring me um, for my songwriting lately and, um, yeah, just been a nice source of inspiration. Are there any new bands or artists that you would say have been influencing your sound, particularly your new stuff that you've been writing? Yeah, I feel like I'm always trying to discover new um, bands and artists, but I always come back to um, a lot of the staples um, that I've listened to over the last five or ten years. Like, um, yeah, but some of my favourite artists are like Ben Howard, um, who else there, Gregory Allen Isaacoff, uh, Justin Vernon from Bonnie Iver. Um, I feel like I always come back to those as staples um, and um, I feel like their songwriting is so timeless. Um, but there's been some really great bands within Australia, but I'm really getting around. There's this new band, they're a folk band called Brook Street, um, and they're from I think up in the Sunshine Coast. So I've been listening to their music a lot lately. It's really beautiful. It's like a male-female vocal blend, um, which has been really nice. Oh, I'm trying to think who else I've been listening to. Um, also just been trying to listen to music outside of my genre, like um, Pacific Avenue. I've been listening to their stuff a little bit lately. Um, and, oh. Yeah, that's pretty much whoever can come to mind at the moment, but, yeah. Do you have a go-to album or song that you keep coming back to? Um, I re- Yeah, I've really been returning back to Ben Howard's first album, um, Every Kingdom. Um, I always just, yeah, it's always like a source of inspiration and um, throughout kind of all the seasons and I kind of have a different connection with it every time I listen to it whether it's winter or summer or spring or autumn. Um, so yeah, I've been really listening to him a lot. Um, yeah, and also, as I said, yeah, Gregory Allen Isaacoff have been sort of listening to his earlier albums and he's actually releasing an album later this year, which I'm really excited to um, listen to. So, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to probably listen to that a lot. It's probably going to end up on my Spotify wrapped um, right up the top. Yeah. Has your creative and recording processes changed and do you have any new advice for bands and artists that want to refine their songwriting and then also they want to move into the producing side as well? Yeah, I feel like I've sort of kept the same um, writing or songwriting process um, lately, just sort of allowing myself the space when sometimes a spark of inspiration pops up, um, whether that's a um, note, noting it in my voice memos or um, writing some lyrics in my notebook um, on my iPhone uh, when I'm busy doing my other usual everyday life stuff. Um, and then, yeah, usually just making sure I have the time to come back to that. Um, yeah, but also just trying to, I've been trying to write really honest lately and just not judge myself on, you know, the ideas that I'm writing down and just yeah, trying to stay true to, I guess, the original sentiments of what I'm trying to say or um, what feeling I'm trying to capture within a song. Um, Yeah, but I've also been doing a lot of collaborating lately. Um, I did some writing with a guy called Israel uh, Curran. Um, Sorry, Kennan. I always get that wrong. Yeah, Israel Kennan. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, he's from the Central Coast and myself and my friend Laura Lucas and him um, did some writing together, which was really Ah, uh, fun. Yeah, it's been really nice to be able to collaborate with some artists I really look up to and really enjoy their music. So been doing a bit of that. And then I, I did a collaboration with a local Newcastle artist actually called Brie Rusev. Um, and, yeah, we actually recently recorded a song up in Byron Bay 
um, with our producer, Garrett Cato. And um, so, yeah, we're going to release that one pretty soon. I'm really excited to release that one. Um, Who would you say has given you the best advice recently about succeeding with your music and I guess navigating the ins and outs of, of the music industry? Yeah, um, I guess, yeah, um, I just mentioned my producer, Garrett Cato. He's always like a um, great advice giver and I feel like he's just got so much wisdom when it comes to music and songwriting and just a career in music. But, um, yeah, I remember not too long ago he sort of told me it was sort of around having patience around your music and not rushing things and um, just kind of knowing that you're doing the right thing. And, um, yeah, he pretty much said to me to kind of think of your music career or just any artistic endeavor or just any goal that you have kind of like a home and um you know each day you kind of just focus on putting your brick down and each day just putting another brick down and you know um sort of focusing on you know the process rather than just trying to get to the end result of the house being built and um so yeah he kind of just said yes yeah, see you know our, our music career is like a home and um, just focus on putting the brick down and then eventually you'll have a home. But but if you rush it, then, you know, walls might be falling down and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, just I guess the the summary of that is, yeah, just not to rush things and um, just focus on the, the small things that will eventually lead to the big things down the track. Who would you say have been the most influential in your life recently to allow you to pursue your career in music? Um, I always think just first of all, just, yeah, family and friends, like they're always the ones that um, a constant source of support. Um, yeah, they're always just encouraging me to keep going and um, throughout all the small little wins, but also sometimes when things aren't going right. Um, so, yeah, they're always like my first people to go to. But, um, yeah, I've been really lucky lately just to cross paths with a lot of um, people that I really look up to, a lot of musicians um, as, yeah, like my producer, Garrett Cato. And um, I've also uh, met uh, an artist that I really love called Dustin Tebbett um, down here in Melbourne. And um, it's been nice to connect with him and just hear his little gems of wisdom on creating music and creativity and um, a career in music. So, yeah, I guess um, working with those sort of people have been really um, influential on I guess, navigating my own journey within this weird and wonderful journey that is music. So, yeah. What would you say you've done more recently compared to the early years of your career to make sure that you are still focusing on the music but you are balancing it out with other interests outside music, your friends, your family? Um, Yeah, I actually just recently um, went to this like little – um, network event in Melbourne and there was a um, artist I really love called Simmel and um, he said that in some language, I can't remember what language it was, but like he got asked what does Simmel mean, like where did the inspiration for his artist name come from and he said it translates, oh, I can't remember what language it was, but he said it translates into just keep things simple. Um, so I've been trying to, I guess, do that, like not trying to overcomplicate things and not trying to overwork myself and just understand that, you know, um, everything takes time and, uh, yeah, you just have to be patient with it all. So yeah, when I'm sort of been trying to, you know, when I'm making music, I'm sort of present in creating and stuff like that. But then when I'm with my friends, I'm not 
thinking about music, um, like I'm there and just sort of switching off from that part of the brain, just sort of being a bit more present in that. And same with family and um, when I'm doing my other work in everyday life. Um, yeah, just trying to be present and um, just keep things simple. Um, but also putting in the time and effort um, into the things that I do care about, um, such as music. So, Do you have any new interests outside of music that you've been pursuing recently? Um, I really like going to the beach. Um, I was doing that a lot in summer um, when I first moved to Melbourne. Um, just, yeah, just going for a few hours and just soaking up the sun. And um, I was trying to get into a little bit of surfing at the end of the summer as well, um, I guess. I went over to Canada for... Christmas uh, this year so I kind of felt like I was robbed a bit of my summer this year it was a really cold Christmas um, but it was cool to get a white Christmas I really liked that um, so yeah I was trying to get into a little bit of surfing and just um, I really enjoy reading and I find sometimes doing those sort of activities uh, leads back to writing and um, yeah having that creativity for music I always sort of get different source of ideas from just yeah reading books watching movies um, having conversations with people, just doing things kind of out of the ordinary routine um, just to keep things fresh. And, uh, yeah, so I've sort of been doing all of those things um, outside of music. What are three albums or songs that you'd leave in a time capsule for future generations to discover? And I guess if you want to leave some of your own work, you're more than welcome <laughs> to. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I really like... Um, yeah, Bonnie Ver's first album um, for for Emma Forever Ago. Um, I really feel that's uh, just a cohesive and um, excellent listen. So yeah, I'd really like to put that in a time capsule. Um, it's always kind of been a thing that I always come back to listening to um, in different stages of my life. So um, yeah, I've been really listening to that a lot. Um, there's a song by Jose Gonzalez called Heartbeats. Um, but I really love it. it's just like this raw acoustic um, recording and um, his vocals is really raw. So I'd, I'd definitely put that one in there as well. Uh, let me think. I could put my one of my own bit in, but no, nah, I feel like maybe someone else can do that on my behalf, hopefully if they connect to my music enough. Um, yeah, but I'd probably go uh, there's an EP by one of my favourite artists, Dustin Temper, that I mentioned um, called The Breach. Um, it was like one of his first EPs and yeah, I'd love to put that in there too. So people can, I guess, experience that same joy that I had when I first listened to it. Do you have any interesting <clears throat> stories about meeting celebrities or famous musicians that you sort of always have been wanting to meet? And I guess the opportunity may have just occurred and, you know, it was something that you were really grateful for. Yeah, I feel like it's starting to become more and more common. Um, but I guess it just depends on what I define as a celebrity or a famous person. But um, I'm starting to sort of meet a few people that I really look up to just naturally um, through music, I guess. But um, I remember one of the first times, which was crazy. Um, I am a fan of his music, but it was more just so he was, he's probably the biggest celebrity. I, I ran into um, a guy called Chris Isaac. He like sings that song, Wicked Games. Um, I was in like a guitar store in Sydney when I was 18 um, with one of my friends and yeah, I heard this American accent that just really was prominent um, and stuck out like a sore thumb within this store. And um, I looked over and yeah, it was Chris Isaac and I think he was um, on The Voice as a judge 
at that point. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And um, yeah, myself and my friend went over and um, just said hello and we got a photo. Um, so that was kind of maybe my first brush with fame. Um, yeah, I grew up, as you know, like in Tamworth or near Tamworth. So um, yeah, we didn't really come across too many famous people out there. Um, but then when I'd go to the city, I'd just always be so shocked that, um, yeah, there's quite a few celebrities or well-known people walking around. Um, but yeah, no, lately, um, in Melbourne, I've just been, um, running to a lot of people that I really look up to. Um, yeah, I was at, like an event the other day and there's a few members from the Paper Kites band, um, that was there and I was like, oh, that's so cool. But I also didn't want to go and make a fool of myself. Um, so I just sort of just casually had a conversation with them without fanboying them too much. Um, but yeah, there's been quite a few lately, um, which I've been really enjoying. What would you say has been your favorite gig most recently? Oh, um, yeah, one sticking out. I recently supported um, one of my favorite artists um, as well, Kyle Leinhart. He's like a Australian um, indie folk artist based, I think, in Byron. Um, but yeah, I had the opportunity to support him uh, in Newcastle actually, and yeah, that was really cool. We we played in this really beautiful theater. Um, at the Warners Bay Theatre and um, he invited one of his friends, Josh, to come and play the cello, um, which really added a beautiful element to his live performance. So that was really cool to play alongside him. And then at the end of the night, um, we all sung one of his songs together and he also invited his son to come out and, um, yeah, sing as well, which was really, really nice. It's really wholesome. So. Yeah, that was a bit of a dream come true to support him because um, I've listened to his music for quite a few years. So it was a bit of a pinch me moment when I got to share the same stage, just, yeah, and hang out with him and, and have just normal conversations, which is nice. What would you say has been your favourite venue in the past few months? Oh, um, yeah, I recently played at this place called the Wesley Ann in Melbourne, um, which is really beautiful. It kind of has this inside cabin kind of feel to it um so yeah i really enjoyed playing there um i've also got a show coming up in melbourne soon supporting um pd and dave mccready um from newcastle and they're actually playing this this venue called chapel off chapel um which i've really been wanting to play for a while it's down here it's like in this old chapel and it's got beautiful um windows i can't remember what you call it but yeah there's the the church windows. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that show. It'll be nice and intimate and, um, yeah, just a beautiful experience. How have your recent tours been and do you have any plans to tour in the coming months? Yeah, I feel like this year I've toured probably the most um, ever since I started music. I just had started this year, I guess, um, and especially during COVID, I just sort of told myself that I really wanted to dive into a bit more touring and just sort of put myself out there a little bit more and um, hopefully improve my live performance. Um, so, yeah, I did quite a bit of touring that started this year, yeah, supporting David McCready and then um, Kyle Leinhart, um, which was an excellent experience just to tour with them and then also just like learn, you know, what they do and get to get to know them. And um, that's been really great. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm also, as I mentioned, um, supporting David and PD again on their next tour in August, which is really exciting. <coughs> Sorry. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. 
And yeah, I'm going to do a few of my own shows later this year as well. Um, I'm hopefully going to play my first show in Brisbane, which um, I've never played a show there before. So I'm really looking forward to it. Every time I like announce a tour or something, there's always the Queensland people like, why haven't you played here yet? So um, I'm going to hopefully go up there and yeah, do a few shows and um, keep the people happy. So yeah. What was the timeline for recording and re- releasing your most recent singles, Rivers, Oceanside, and then the most recent one, All to Myself? And how have they been received by your fans? Yeah, I feel like um, the timeline with songs is always funny because you you, you, you got to record the song and then there's always a bit of a process, like it's going to be mixed and then I mean, you're going to send it off to someone else to be mastered. And then if you're working with like a distribution company or a record label or something, then there's sometimes a bit of a lag there. So, um, yeah, both those songs are probably recorded like a whole year before I actually released it. Um, so that's, I guess, the natural process um, of a song. But and then I think I wrote them a year before that. So, yeah, yeah. So it's been really nice just to finally get those songs out and um see how people connect with them. And uh, sometimes I always forget that people are hearing the songs for the first time because, you know, I recorded it so long ago and I've already moved on to the next project or the next song or something. Um, But, no, it's been, um, yeah, really nice to see people connecting with it and receive such, yeah, kind response to the songs. And, um, yeah, I just feel like I'm this year and next year I've just been trying to release as much music as I can and, um, build a catalogue of songs just so people, I don't know, can find songs and stories that they can connect with and hopefully add to their playlists. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's sort of been the goal lately, just try and get as much music out. And um, I've got another song coming out uh, next month called Autumnair. I'm really looking forward to getting that one out. Um, and then, yeah, a few more later in the year too. So, yeah, it'll be a busy year. What would you say is your dream venue that you want to play in Australia? And if you were able to play overseas, is there a venue that you've been eyeing off and be like a dream come true if you did end up playing there one day? Yeah. Um, I've been seeing photos of the forum in Melbourne lately and that looks really beautiful. Um, Apparently the roof um, has got like stars and stuff painted on it to make it look like it's outside even though it's an inside hall. Um, so I'd really love to play there one day. It's a pretty big venue. Um, I'm going to watch the Dregs play there um, in a few weeks. So I'm really looking forward to that. And um, yeah, but overseas, I've always would love to play um, the Red Rocks. I think that's in Colorado. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much like an outside stage that's surrounded by all these rocks and um, just a beautiful landscape of um, North America. So. Uh, that'd be really great one day. Um, but, yeah, besides that, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, I, I went and watched um, Damien Rice in Melbourne recently at Hammer Hall, which was a really cool venue as well. It's this beautiful theatre. So, yeah, I'd be keen to play some more theatres, that's for sure. What does the rest of the year look like for you? So it'll be still a pretty busy one. So, yeah, as I mentioned, I'm yeah, touring with um, Petey and Dave, which I'm really looking forward to. And then... Uh, yeah, yeah, releasing a bit more music. So, yeah, as I said, I've got a song coming out next month um, and then I'll be releasing a big body of work with a lot of the songs I've already released plus a few more songs um, called Where the Rivers Meet the Sea, which I'm really looking forward to finally releasing that. Um, 
and yeah, the song, the the EPs concept, I guess, is just pretty much my experiences from moving from the countryside to the coastline and um, all the things in between, both bitter and sweet. So I'm really looking forward to getting that out. I mean, but I'm going to start recording the next EP. I've I've been writing a lot lately, so I've got quite a big collection of songs. But I'm now going to decide what I'm going to record and go through that process. Um, so yeah, I'll start recording that, and then. Yeah, just hopefully do some more touring. And I've actually been doing a lot of busking lately um, down here in Melbourne. So I've just been trying to put myself out there as much as possible and um, get my, get out of my own comfort zone. And I've been finding it a really great way to just make genuine connections with people. And then um, they become followers of my music and and then get, yeah, get that exposure to my music and then sometimes come to shows or um, all of that, which has been a really great way to just connect with people. Is there a song or album recommendation for the podcast listeners to check out that's been released by a band or artist from your local music scene in Melbourne? Mm. There's a guy called Tom Harrington. Um, he's got this really beautiful blend of, like, folk and roots. Um, but, yeah, he just released a song called Slow Your Mind, which I've been listening to a lot lately. Um, I'll just quickly look at my playlist because I've been listening to a lot of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, there's just been so much music lately. Um, I've really been enjoying Noah Kahan, uh, Noah Khan, sorry, um, his latest album. He's got a lot of songs like Stick Season and um, a lot of that has been getting high rotation in, in my household. Uh, yeah, The Dregs I've been listening to quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, also sort of getting back to into some older stuff like um, Damien Rice, a lot of his earlier albums have really been influencing me lately. Um, so, yeah, any of those. <laughs> Well, it's been great chatting with you today, Rod. Good luck with the upcoming release of your new single, Autumn Air, and I'm sure the listeners are looking forward to hearing more of your music and hopefully people will be able to come and see you at a show real soon and I guess see you on the beach busking as well and I guess, yeah, hopefully you will be able to sort of grow your presence in the Seeing that you've you know been establishing yourself in in Melbourne and I'm sure everyone's looking forward to seeing how much you know you can grow in the next few years. So it's been great. Awesome. Yeah, thanks so much for saying that, Amanda. And yeah, thanks so much for having me on. It's been good to just check in with these podcasts every little while and see how each other's going. And um, yeah, I've been really enjoying Melbourne. So uh, I'm just gonna make the most of it and um, put myself out of my comfort zone as much as possible. Yeah, so make sure to follow Rod on his socials and to listen to his music wherever you decide to listen to your music. The links to his socials and music will be in the show notes. Make sure to follow What's New on the Scene on Instagram and you can listen to future episodes of the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We've been What's New on the Scene. See you next time. Mm-hmm.